It is the 200 level, episode 373. I'll let you know for those that are on the YouTube stream when the second half gets underway in case you're timing it up with us. But a fairly, I'd say, impressive first half. Brian, all I know is the scoreboard is impressive. The fact that you're leading. We have started 20 minutes to go in this game and a chance for a huge road win. A two-point Illinois lead at halftime. So eh, three, four, Tennessee is up and no good. So how are we up to, Brian, is my question. It's a, it's a great question. I mean, the game was back and forth, but Tennessee maintained the lead the majority of the first half. I mean, Illinois, just they just don't back down. They just they just keep going. Uh, they're getting the board, you know, getting rebounds. Luke Goody looks good at getting the rebounds. Marcus Damask there. Nice putback by Coleman, who's starting to really come into his own, I feel like. No doubt about it. So Illinois with a four-point lead, 38-34, and a game that started with Tennessee scoring 20 points in the first five minutes of game action has slowed to a pace that seems to favor Illinois, a bigger team. But you and I were talking, I mean, we saw Tuesday night, Illinois can play a fast-paced game as well. It just felt like Tennessee, as they miss another shot, uh, they were really forcing the issue early before Illinois just Coleman sort of for three. No good, but oh, come on, Ty, take it back out. What, so, ma- what makes man. that first half more impressive is you did all of that without Terrence Shannon being that much effective on offense. I mean... He only had four points, one field goal in the first half. This is Quincy Guerrier with the takedown low. They're not going to call a foul there. And hard to say in real time, it looked a little bit out of control or that he might have lost the ball a bit going up. But it's a four-point lead for Illinois with 18.40 to go. So we'll do a little bit of play-by-play, but also just comment on on the larger things that we're seeing here. Connect misses that badly. Now, I had a good text from Trevor in our, our text thread that we have. And come on, nice taking it. Oh, oh Coleman's got to finish, but he does get fouled. So he'll go to the line there. A nice pass from Terrence on the break, and Coleman misses the dunk but gets fouled. So um, the overriding takeaway that Trevor had, and I would agree with this, is that regardless of how this game ends, and of course the win would be huge, we've already found something out, and that is on the road against a really good team, you belong. That's right. This team is capable of playing against anybody. I mean, it, they, they really could realistically rival Purdue for the Big Ten Championship. I mean, I thought that, you know, kind of coming into the season that that was really a kind of a fairy tale, you know, situation that that could happen. But now, I mean, I, anything's possible with this group. Coleman makes the first. What about this? Illinois, pretty good free throw shooting team the last couple games. Ty and Rogers, three for four in the first half. Yeah, which was surprised me. Now, we will get into some of the, the issues, perhaps, and I know Ty is kind of a score pay ground hole situation you're you're playing essentially a four at the one and that's leading to a few issues but he does tip that back there they are going to call a foul or they're going to review something for a hook and hold let's see because ty gave the thumbs up i think that's what they're looking for here brian with 18 29 to go but but let's let's get that issue out of the way because overall listen Illinois is up five so we have the ability to nitpick and it's not any existential threat for this team i think but we, I noticed early in that game that Ty was just out of sorts. And out of all the guys that seem to be really finding their way into their roles, I feel like he's just sort of that, I don't know. He's a young guy that feels a little bit lost out there, but granted, he's the only sophomore in the starting five. That's true. And on the offensive end, you can certainly tell that he he's kind of struggling. And, you know, is he the point guard? Is he not the point guard? I mean, uh, you know, you've got four or five guys that are capable of bringing the ball up the court, but... Uh, defensively, I mean, he's just an animal out there on defense, and that's really where his strength is. And and I think as this game goes along, and it's kind of got a bruising bruising pace to it right now, that if it comes down to the last five minutes and you can put a tie on their short point guard and really just make it that much more difficult for (laughs) Tennessee to get into their half-court sets, all the better. So they're looking at this here. It looks like 30... 
might have had a hook and hold. I've seen more egregious ones. I'm not, to be honest, even sure exactly what the rule is. Same. So we'll see if Illinois gets a break. I don't think there's anything in this game that it made me think the refs have been unfair to Illinois. If anything, I think we've gotten some advantageous calls. I couldn't agree more. But to Illinois' credit, they're taking advantage of it. Making a lot of free throws, though, that was a miss there. So we'll wait and see because we don't have the sound on TV. The chat window is kind of split on whether or not that was a hook and hold. You know, I'd like to see them attempt less threes in the second half here. Hopefully they can get some more going inside. I mean, Dane was pretty much a non-factor in that first half. I don't even know if two, three minutes. I don't know how, many, how much time he got. But. He had one nice take and one nice offensive rebound. But yeah, for the mo- and he had a block. So he maybe played three minutes, yeah. if, that, if that. And I do think the Coleman, listen, if you can play him all 20 minutes here, except for maybe stealing a minute before a media timeout, you probably will try to do that. Now, judging by this, it is not. Yes. Um, and I guess they were looking for maybe tie on that. Is that right, Jacob? But regardless, there's no hook and hold. You made one of two free throws. You're up five. And we are maybe five minutes into the podcast and a minute and a half into this half. But that's basketball. That's basketball. That's right. Okay, so Tennessee with the ball and a chance to try to get something going offensively. The other story here, Brian, is that Tennessee's offense. Oh, they're just going to call a common foul, it looks like, on Ty? No. It is. So it's a hook and hold on Ty. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they. Hmm. That could have gone the other way, I thought. Well, anyways, the guy that he was hooking and holding apparently will get two shots and Tennessee gets the ball. Would hate to see this as some sort of big moment in the game, but he misses the first. So already not a huge calamity for Illinois. This is Josiah Jordan James, who's a, a big fella. And he stepped back and made a three, I believe, earlier in the game too. All right, so four-point game, Tennessee with the ball. Basically, that negates Coleman's free throw. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier. Terrence and Damask have not really done much of anything. No, and and you're, and you're up four. Uh, at Tennessee, on the road, um, and Connect has been quiet too, but I think that's probably him and Terrence canceling each other out. Now this is Connect. Well, and I don't know if he's 100 percent healthy or not. That's true. He rolled his ankle a game oh, or there two. There. They're going to call this an and one as he takes it up, and he he's tough. I mean, these are two really really physical teams. I mean, this is a good matchup too. Do you feel when this game started? You know, there's certain games like Ford Atlantic felt a little bit more. Mm, Immediate, meaning, okay, you got this opportunity. Let's take advantage of it right now. Because you get a win like that, I'm watching this first half, and even when Illinois was down as much as eight, I'm like, ah, well, you know, this is kind of a fun little Saturday afternoon game. Now, of course, it matters, and getting a win would be huge, but it's just the fact that a loss isn't the end of the world, and and more the eye test part of it. There's still positives that could be taken away in this game, even if you're on the wrong side of the scoreboard at the end of it. I'd agree 100%. I mean, even if you do lose this game, you're still going to be in the top 25, I mean, you, you've proved that you can play against anybody. You're playing on the road against a really tough Tennessee team that's lost th- their last three Power 5 games, or group of five opponents. You see, what so I that, like, too, about this this effort from Illinois, Brian, is we see another second-chance opportunity as Terrence hits a three. All started by being really active on the offensive boards. And Illinois has done a pretty good job of that. After the first five minutes where it seemed like Tennessee was grabbing everything, and Tennessee was grabbing, I think, of their five first missed shots, three of them they grabbed for offensive boards. Ever since then, Illinois has really cleaned up on the boards, both defensively and offensively. Second chance, huge opportunity there. It's a four-point lead again for Illinois. 17-20 to go. 
Here's Ziggler, the little point guard, finding their big down low. It is no good, but he gets his own board. Terrence trying to knock it out. This is going to be kicked out for a three. Good defense by Coleman there, Great too. defense. And we're going to go the other way, over the back on right. Tennessee. Here we go. Coleman active. Now, what we got here? 17 minutes to go. Still a four-point lead for Illinois. They're up two at half. Do you ever play that game, Brian, where you you have a, a lead in a game, and with each media timeout, you're like, okay, well, just get the lead to this. Like this idea that you're basically playing addition and subtraction, and if you're finding yourself at each media timeout in a better or no worse situation than before, then you're on the right track, right? That's right. I mean, I, I judge it based on runs during those media timeouts, in between media timeouts. And you know, really, this game, there really hasn't been any runs on, on either side for the most part. Not huge, no. And if it has been a run, it's been like a prolonged six, seven minute thing where one team goes on a big drought and the other gradually builds up a bit of a lead. Now, that would have been an amazing finish oh, right wow. there for Tennessee, on, but a great, great board, and they kick it back out. Connect is going to take it in, and it's up and in. He's really, really good. All right, so Illinois with a chance on a break, maybe, for Terrence. Up, and he He's gets fouled. fouled. All right. Third foul on Tennessee, 16.30 to go here in the half. I, I feel like this is going to be a knockdown, drag-out, slow, free-throw shooting Heavy half. Well, there's fouls to give on both sides, really. For key players. Mm -hmm, That's right. It's good to see Terrence active, though, to start the second half. That big three. And and I got to wonder, you know, okay, Viscovi, who is a pretty solid bench player for Tennessee, that's his third. I got to wonder, with Terrence, he's been an alpha all season. He's got seven, I guess, quietly, but he did have a three. So only four in the first half. He makes the first. Yeah, it does feel like he's due for your signature Terrence kind of 6 nothing run where it's just you get you get a couple stops defensively and then you get the opportunity for breaks, which that's one thing, Illinois, 43 points on the road against a really good defense, but not a lot of them, I don't believe, have come from transition. No, that's right. And and I think against FAU, uh, Ter- the combination of Terrence and Marcus Damascus had like 49 or 59 points in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Against FAU. At least 25 so, of those were Damascus. I know right. that much. That's, so That's right. You know, for him, what is he at? Two or four points? I forget where he's at. But uh, yeah, it, Terrence already is at nine. Just kind of quietly ho-hum. He's got nine. And he'll get more. And Damascus is on the bench right now. It'd be nice to see him get going here in the second half, though. Connect. Foul from Goody. Yeah, this is, this is going to be tough. Because this is really, if you stop Connect, I think you win the game. I agree. Not to be oversimplistic about it, but there's not anyone else on Tennessee that scares you that much. And Luke just... Kind of ran into him. As good as Luke has been, that was an uncharacteristically kind of lazy closeout right there. And that's also a senior getting the call. Sure. Might have got his leg out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Reggie Miller style. Can I go in the line here? He's a big dude. Jesus. Imagine if that guy was on Wisconsin. That would really be a nightmare. But they might be a nightmare anyways as constructed. Yeah. We'll see what happens against Arizona today. But if they... God, that needs... Out. If they somehow find a way to win that game. It's out in Arizona, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Second shot for Connect is up, and it's good. So it's back to a two-point game. You're right where you started from. This is going to be kind of like I felt during the Florida Atlantic game. Settle in. Don't get too high or too low because it's just going to be close for the next 16 minutes of regulation. I don't see either of these teams being able to put the other one away. We'll see what kind of a second half here Gary A can have, too. He had 12 in the first. Oh, wow. What a feed for Ty. This is going to be Quincy finding Coleman for an open Get three. You know, I have, that's, that's out of bounds on that, going to be Illinois, Illinois ball. ball. That's Illinois ball. Oh, Come God. Oh. And of course, they don't call that. <laughs> oh, they're going to call push on Quincy Garrier. 
Anyway, it's right back where you started. You're four minutes in. It's a two-point Illinois lead. Tennessee with some momentum, though. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And, I mean, it's probably going to be – it's probably a crazy environment down there, too. I, I love the ability for this team to get on the road. Two tough road environments, though I imagine that Rutgers was quiet for most of that game because of how he controlled it. But, yeah, the ability to get this these early road tests and, worst case, a split isn't too bad in December. No, I agree. And, and you've only got, what, three more games the rest of the month? You got Colgate, Missouri, and one after that before you start F- Big Fairly Ten Fairly Dickinson, I yeah, think. Yeah, Fairly Dickinson, that's right. And then I believe you start Big Ten play at Northwestern. That sounds right. That sounds right. And then at Purdue. I mean, gosh, Northwestern beating Purdue. I mean, are they are they the fourth best team in the league right now? Ugh. They're I probably mean, top they're probably top half in what is a, a bad conference. Things could go so many different ways in this league. I mean, to start the season, I thought Maryland was the third best team. And, and they like, look awful. Start. And Michigan State. I mean, those are two teams that I definitely had slated in that second tier, but um the way things are going right now, just anything's possible. Michigan started off looking really, really good, and and then they lost three out of four. They can't play defense. That's they right. cannot stop anybody. And this will be Juwan, I would assume, his last year, which is a shame. I'd love for him to stay up there forever. I remember the B-line era all too well. And this Big Ten is just – I don't know how wide open it is because even with Purdue losing at Northwestern, it feels like their floor is so much higher than anybody else. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I, I don't see Purdue losing more than a handful of conference games. I mean, you might have a stunner like Northwestern, you know, one or two more times, but uh, Purdue is is just really, really tough. And they're, They look they're like a 16-4. and four. I know they dropped That's their right. first, but they're going to be in the top 10 all year, I would expect. I mean, they won't lose at home. No, I wouldn't expect. No. Slot in 10, I would assume, because Mackey is almost impossible to win at. Well, we got a break here. Just a reminder that the 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe, online at dpdoe.com. For all the best deals and prices, dpdoe.com also dogtown heating air and plumbing give them a call at 217-841-4728 dogtown heating air and plumbing your home's best friend also got to thank owen builders llc online at owenbuildersllc.com check out a gallery of their work including patios decks and home additions luke owen and his staff at owenbuildersllc.com and of course brian hansen who is here in the flesh for a live reaction podcast online at brianismyguy.com life auto home business renters uh, I might have asked you this last year during one of our podcasts, but what is the rarest kind of insurance that you've ever been able to offer? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I, what is the what? How many different kinds of insurance does State Farm actually offer? State Farm has almost 150 different. Products. 150. Okay. <laughs> you know, all, I'm all the most obscure. That's right. I mean, you just have to think of the business product lines that we offer. There's so many different types of businesses out there, and there's unique products for each one. Um, we concentrate primarily home auto life business. Uh, we do dabble a little bit in the health insurance side, but we don't do any individual medical. Okay. Um, I had a insurance. I maybe need to talk to you about this too, with all this equipment down here. I forget what it's called. It's not equipment insurance. Possession insurance? I don't know. So, yeah. So, we would... We, it, you we, itemize all your things that's and say so this personal is the price. Art, personal article policy. That's we, it, we, yes. we can talk about that. Okay. I think, sure. I think I should because <laughs> I've acquired so many things over the years that it's like I got to make sure. I put the Simpsons arcade game on that too. I can't lose that. 42-44. Well, I just did the thing that Lante hates. I did the reverse score. It's 44-42 and a take here and a foul again on Golly. Gary A as Connect is cooking... That's already five for Illinois this half. Yeah, and three for Tennessee. So this game is just going to slow to a snail's pace, and it's. I think it's just going to be the Shannon Connect show. I think Illinois only had five in the first half. Yeah, they. Yeah, because they had three, and they gave maybe even four. four. They had four in that first half. That's so right. We yep. gave the fourth in the last possession. Mm-hmm. 
Here's Connect here. Speaking of Connect, he's got two. He makes the first. This will be a tie game after he makes the second. Vescovi has three fouls. Oh, man. So he came from northern Colorado. Unbelievable. I, I, were they even in the tournament last year? I don't remember their I don't know, name. I know Illinois dabbled in that transfer recruitment a little bit. Uh, he was a name that kept coming up, but uh, Tennessee, uh, very fortunate to get him. I mean, he might be a top five player in the in the country right now. All right, so he misses that, and good board here from Dane, and a foul on Tennessee. So the foul, fouls are piling up. That's their fourth, but fortunately will not be a shooting foul. Fortunately. <laughs> uh, so... As I'm watching this game and, and trying to figure out how the rest of this half is going to go, yeah, I don't know. I think that, that Terrence, there's a switch that will flip in him when he sees Connect continuing to just be. That's what Tennessee's offense is going oh, come to be. Come on, Marcus. This is the second time. Second time. And this is going to lead to two points for Tennessee. Unbelievable. He's had a bad game. And boy, talk about um, following up 33 points. And that's just, you can't do that. I mean, Tennessee is just so disruptive on defense. And, and and both of those were right at the half-court line. You just got to rush it over there and be done with it. So Illinois now trailing for the first time since maybe three minutes to go in the first half. 15 minutes to go in this half. Six turnovers for Illinois. We got three, and we got a moving screen on Dane, who you lose, unfortunately, as good as Dane can be against certain opponents. Man, that's, he is a hot and cold individual out there. And I don't know why Damascus is trying to turn. They showed the replay there, and he was just doing a crossover dribble. Wow. In, in, wow. The momentum, we have lost all momentum. We, we're going to need to get a stop and a three here just to kind of get back into this yeah. game. Uh, and it starts with a stop. Because if you can get a stop, then it's I don't want to see the ball leave Terrence's hand in the next possession. <laughs> because worst case, he can draw a foul. The way this second half is being called, he can get to the line. I want to see Harmon be a little more active offensively too, because I think he can be someone that can get you a bucket. And Connect is wow. he's just unstoppable. Yeah, that's and now it's got to be Terrence. He's this is this needs to be a one versus two battle right here. Screw the team aspect. I need Terrence. He finds Damas. The three is up. It is no good. He has had wow. a bad game. Wow, objectively bad. What's the run here? We tell you, seven nothing. Seven seven zero run. We were just talking about first this. run of the game. Really, it seems like it. Yeah. In a fairly short amount of time, this is going to be connect again. Though he dribbles back out. Coleman on him. Connect. There we go. All nice. right. Good job by Luke jumping the passing lane. And this is going to be Coleman. Oh come who on. Passes up a three. Finds Luke instead. Luke over to Terrence. Terrence take a baseline. Now okay. He's trying to go in. Wow. If that went oh, in, that would have been insane. But it does not. And it's going to be Tennessee ball. A little bit too acrobatic there. It's like he anticipated he'd get more contact and maybe draw a foul, and then there was no one there. Look at, oh, there we go. What a block. No goaltend either. Illinois might lead the nation in goaltending. <laughs> Coleman Hawkins is a big part of that. 47-44. <clears throat> yeah, let's see here. Oof, ah, that was close, close but that. hey, you got the benefit of the doubt right there. That was close. I think it was far enough away from the backboard where the officials were not going to call that a goaltend. It'd be hard to reverse that. All right, so it's three-point Tennessee lead here with 13.57 to go. Lawhorn coming into the game. Stealing a few minutes while Damascus has been effective for you right now. So I think that, yeah. But now you have Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn, and Ty Rogers out there, and you take out Goody as well. So, so much for three-point shooting. I mean, is Harmon is out there, though. So it has it, Harmon, I think, would camp out and just wait for a possible open three. This is going to be connect- from the SEC logo, no good. Great defense, defense from Ty. Great defense. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, you got to corral that loose ball, and it's going to be out to connect. The three is up. That's a killer. 
Oh, man. Six-point lead. You know, at a certain point, though, Brian, like someone's got to body him up. 10-0 run. And that's all him, is it not? Yeah, or at least eight? It is. I mean, he's he's doing what he does. You're letting... Uh, the nightmare scenario is, like, you know what the, the threat is and letting that be the thing that, that beats you. Sometimes you can swallow that and say that's what it is, but when you have the lead on the road and he has some momentum going, that's just the one guy you can't let get hot. Well, it reminds me a lot of that Marquette game. Oh, um, Colec. Uh, I mean, what a what a game he had. I mean, you could stop just about everybody but him. Um, we'll see how this plays out. I mean, I, I, I've not lost. All hope is not lost no, yet. They were down eight in the first half. But you've got to get something going here offensively. Um, you've got to get some rebounds. Uh, you've got to make some shots. I, I It's weird because we could see Tennessee go into the the sort of offensive slump that we saw the last 15 minutes of that first half. But uh, whatever you were doing against Connect or whatever Connect was not doing himself, that probably was a big reason for it. And now that he's doing this, I don't even think it matters what the other four are doing. No, It, it doesn't. And, and at that point, I feel like you have to make a conscious decision whether or not you are going to just close out on Connect. And if that leaves Ziggler open from the corner, so fine, fine. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to body him up, but we've got to get something going in the paint offensively. I mean, we're just depending too much on that three-point shot. We, outside of Terrence Shannon, I mean, nobody can score down low. Well, sometimes when, like, that lead at halftime, it felt like, how do we get that? And when you make just enough threes, it helps you overcome a lot. And I think, in a way, it shielded the fact that we were not as aggressive offensively as we had been the last two games. And I know Tennessee's bigger, and I know that they have a better defense than the last two teams that you played. But I also don't think that should dictate you doing what you want to do offensively. That's right. But, it, you know, if, if you can just get something going in the lane, uh, draw some fouls. I mean, Terrence, I mean, over 50% of his points against uh, FAU were at the line. Right. Um, we, we need to get him to the line. He's got he's to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, but also, uh, you know, you've got to have some guys hitting some shots to open things up for him down there, too. Hey. Well, this turned quick. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about it. So yeah. You know, it can be a game of runs, and here they go. And I will say, you know, I've, I've tweeted this, and much to some people's chagrin, but I've mentioned the point guard situation, which I know is easy fodder. I don't know how much that has to do with what just happened. You know what I mean? I mean, now, offensively, you could argue that Illinois, part of any run for one team is the fact that you aren't able to score yourself. And offensively, or like Damask turning the ball over twice at half court, those are things that don't happen if you have a point guard, but I don't know how much that accounts for the 10 nothing run that we just saw where Connect is just going off. Well, I mean, the bright side is is that you're they're, they're on a 10-0 run, you're on the road, and you're only down six. I mean, it's still a two-possession game. It is. It is. And uh, I, I don't want to see us close. Like, okay, what, what happened there was Terrence left Connect just enough to go try to help on defense. I, I know that that's something that you, you have to do sometimes, but I, I don't care if the supporting cast beats you. At this point, with 13.39 to go, if you are able to keep Connect at bay, you have a shot to win this game when the clock hits zero. If oh, you don't, you I have like no this. shot. He's trapped. Okay, here we go. Here okay, we go. so you broke the trap, thankfully. Watch out, Ty. Okay. So you are across with 20 on the shot clock. It is a six-point Tennessee lead after you are up as many as five. You, you need a basket here in the worst way. Yes, you do. And Terrence is coming out here. He's at the free throw line. He's going to find Coleman, who does a little dipsy-do, and he's going to try to take it to the rim. Will he get a look here? He does, and a nice right. help there from, dude, Harmon with two putbacks today. 
That's what he does. I, mean, I like this kid. Yeah, I, do I say too. kid. He's like twenty two, but he. I mean, he's really found a role in this team. There's no doubt about it. I kind of beginning of the season, I was wondering where he was going to fit in. Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Gibbs Lawhorn? But um, he's been a pest defensively. They're not asking him to do too much. I go. think. Oh my God, guys! And they, see now the loose balls and the rebounds you were getting when you were able to take that lead. You aren't. You aren't cleaning up, and that's just at that point. Oh, there it is, man. right here. Be there, Coleman. That's open three. It's up and good. There That's his is. third of the night. There it is. That looks good. That's what you want to see out of Coleman. Well, it is. Man, it's a different team if he starts hitting offensively. I mean, that's that's really tough. He's basically negating or helping you overcome the fact that Damascus has been a complete non-factor offensively. And that's oh, just that's a silly a foul. foul. How many does Coleman have? I don't know. But, like, just if the guy's passed you, I think he just put his arm out and it was just enough. But, yeah. Oh, that's his first. So His first, that's okay. surprising. Let's see here. Well, I guess make him earn it. <laughs> and he knew, I think, time, knowing the situation that he could afford that foul. So fine. Better than an easy alley-oop as this is a big dude. So that's our seventh team foul. Jonas, I do. 12 minutes to go. At the line. Misses. It's already a productive foul. Tell you what, though. I mean, the first half, Tennessee went up eight, and it felt like, oh, don't let this slip away. From, and they, I don't think this is going to slip away from Illinois. In that, reg- I don't think it's gonna. All of a sudden, you're gonna look up and see a 12 point Tennessee lead. Hopefully, I'm not last famous yeah, last words. N- not knock on wood here. I mean, you're only down three. It's a one possession game. Let's see what happens here. <clears throat> all right, so he makes one to two four point lead with 12:23 to go. Media timeout coming out. Do you try to? I don't know. At this point, I'm. I don't know. I'd keep Coleman and Terrence out there the rest of the game. I mean, screw it. You got a week off. Yep. You got a week off after this. This is an opportunity for a. A win that would move you up an entire seed line come Selection Sunday. Because Tennessee, oh, oh, what a feed. There it is. There it is. Oh, but Ty got fouled. That's and right. that is their fifth. No offense to Ty. I know he went three for four. I'm okay. That's not their seventh. I'm glad that they're getting closer to their seventh. I just don't necessarily want him or Dane to be taking him free throws. Because part of the reason you went 18 for 20 at Madison Square Garden is you're better free throw shooters with the ones taking him. That's right. All right, so this is Ty finding Luke in the corner. The three is up, and it's really hey, ooh, badly missed. Wow, did, did he get a piece of it? I don't know, but he missed one He missed one far his first three attempts. That one was missed badly short. Here's Connect with Ty on him. Oh, God. Justin has to help out on the switch, and we are giving up a few inches here with Harmon, who keeps Connect in front of him, and they switch back. And Terrence kind of overshot his guy. That That right there actually kind of frustrates me, Brian. That layup was because Terrence overshot trying to get a steal. And then it was an easy take for Tennessee. Well, I guess he can't be the best player on the court all the time. <laughs> Here's Coleman with a little hook. It's no good. A little bit off balance. And they're back up six. Yeah. And now he's trying to take connect. Connect left side of the three-point line. This is going to be, what, 15-5 run for Tennessee. So they flipped the game by 10 points oh, in the last five minutes. Kill you. That oh. is a big three. Ouch. The thing is, at this point, Brian, I don't know if like a timeout's going to do you any good. I think you just got to kind of... You already took a timeout for they went up six a few minutes ago, right? You got a media timeout coming, so you just got to ride it. Damn. Uh, man. So Damask and Gary A getting ready to come back in. Yeah. This is going to be goody for an open three. That is that good. That was huge. That is... Oh, sometimes those threes that... If you happen to come back and win this game, remember the one that kept you from going down double digits. Because I would like to think that stemmed the tide. All right, let's get a stop here. 
10.38 to go, Tennessee ball. Six-point lead for them. Another stop can get you within three or four. This is this big guy, I do, going in on Coleman. Got his elbow kind of going in there. Great defense. They're going to call a foul. After all that, they're going to call a foul. Is that on Terrence? That's that's number three for him. What's frustrating about that, Brian, is before that, I do was getting pretty elbowy down there. And then you see just hardly a touch foul. Man. Tennessee has got us just enough out of sorts for this to get, um, let's call it mildly frustrating. I'd be curious to see if they take Terrence out right now. Give him a little bit of a breather. Maybe save these fouls for the next tw- 10 minutes of the game. Uh, Jacob says there should have been travel there. Are you seeing from the big guy, Jacob? Because the one that was breaking down Coleman. And Sean Baptist says these calls are one-sided. I think in the first half they were pretty pro-Illinois. But I- are you getting the sense that this game is getting called differently in favor of Tennessee right now? I usually don't go down that rabbit hole, but I don't want to also dismiss anything. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. I try not to blame the officials too much, although uh, in the Big Ten play, it's it's hard not to sometimes. It feels like the, the Big Ten officials are getting a little bit more criticism this year than uh, I can remember in years past. Um, I don't know who's officiating this game. <clears throat> well, what do we do? <laughs> How does Illinois find themselves into a game where, let's say, four-minute timeout, you're you're in it. We just have to get back on, you know, back into a rhythm defensively. I mean, we've got to get some stops here. Uh, it seems like they're getting some easy baskets. We're not getting the rebounds that we were seemingly getting in the first half. Um, these loose balls, balls keep seemingly getting kicked the Tennessee's way. Um, I think if we if, if we can start to rebound the ball a little bit better, stop them defensively. I mean, we've got a real chance, but um, we can't let this get out of hand. You know, it's weird. If if I were to look at these first 30 minutes of the game and say, for what percentage of them has Tennessee been the better team and what percentage has Illinois been the better team, I'd actually say that Tennessee's probably been better for 20 of them. Yeah, I would agree 100%. In fact, I would say probably 75% of that first half, Tennessee looked like the better team. And that, yeah, that might be generous on my part because if I think about the last five minutes of the first half and the first two or three of the second half, I mean, maybe eight, seven, eight minutes for Illinois where they were, I think, objectively the better team out there. And... I'm wondering how much of that was Illinois being much better defensively, which I think that's part of it, but also that connect was quiet. And when he started going, then all of a sudden that changes everything and seems to open up the entire Tennessee offense, which actually this year has been pretty good. They were kind of known as this bruising team that can't score. Well, they played a couple games in the 90s already this year. Well, Connect got two fouls in that first half. That's true. Took so he, he, he sat the last couple minutes of the, of the half, really when Illinois kind of took advantage and, and got that lead. So, I mean... As long as he's out there, um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a game like this. This is from Bobo. Tennessee is out rebounding Illinois 33 to 19, 33 to 29, excuse me. And I think I got a heart in the way there. I think it says 12 to 10 on offensive boards. 12 is a lot of offensive boards. I'm happy with our 10. I'm not at all happy with them getting 12. That's themselves. a lot of second chance opportunities for sure. When you've got the size. I mm-hmm. mean, you might have a prototypical center, but you have Gary A specifically for that. You got Hawkins, who, as good as I think he's been overall, there's been a couple times where, for whatever reason, he's right there and they're the ones that are coming up with the loose ball. Well, Goody led the team with rebounds in the first half with six. I don't know how many of those were offensive rebounds, but. All right, seven-point lead for Tennessee. This this stretch right here, I feel, Brian, will kind of dictate whether or not this is a competitive game to the last four minutes, right? Where if you get to the under-eight timeout and we're looking at like a 10, 9, 10-point 10 lead, 
I'm, I'm a little worried that th- need, that's difficult on the road. You need a basket here. You need a basket here. Absolutely. And here's Damask. Oh, boy. He does get it across, and he finds Terrence. No crossover dribbles there. He just kept it simple. Gary A looking for Goody. For him, no, they are not. Oh, and then here's a I turnover don't, on Goody. That what kind of entry pass was that? Yeah, I it just was sloppy. And you know, uncharacteristically for the last two games at least, and actually for the last four or five, because I know you were playing garbage teams at home, but Illinois was cleaning it up relatively speaking. And oh, this is going to be off yeah, Tennessee's that, foot, yeah, so that's a nice break. But yeah, there, there's been some uncharacteristic sloppiness for at least the last few games for this team. And I know we had a lot of turnovers against Rutgers, but. I, uh, Four or five of those came late when you're up twenty. When you when you that, took that, oh, what happened there? Is they show the goody replay? All right, let's see how uh, easy this is for Damask. Oh boy, I mean, could we help him out with a pick or something? Okay, right, nice. Here, Just here. get it across to Garrier. Garrier going to try to take it himself up All and right, good and go. one and one. There we go. What's he got? Thirteen? He had no, nine he from threes have, alone. He, that might be fourteen for him. I think he had twelve in the first half. That's fourteen. All right. Doesn't he look the part? He sure does. I mean, he is a grown <laughs> He's man. He's a man. And oh. someone that would have helped you for a four-year college career, too. The last God. time a guy looked like a grown man like him on Illinois was when we had Rebonte Rice. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. I just cannot remember anybody else that looked more grown up. And he makes the free throw. Illinois overall hitting their free throws today as well, at least over 70%, for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably closer to 75 I mean, it's a five-point game. Here get they a, are. Get, get a stop here. Get a stop, but that's just it, right? Now, Connect is on the bench getting his last couple minutes of a breather. So, Shannon's an opportunity. Out Shannon's out there. And he won't sit. You can't set him. All right, so this is Viscovi up top getting a pick. And this is Damask on him over, I don't know some of these Tennessee guys' names, so I'll just, it's some dude taking it to the rim. And now this is Viscovi for a corner three. You've oh, got to be kidding wow, me. Wow, what a tough shot. What can you do about that? There's, I mean, there's not much you can do about that. I will give him that 100 times a game. Sure. And he'll make 10. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's knowing your home. Gary, you taking over. Okay. Oh, oh you've got to make that's that. That's Illinois ball. Illinois it ball. is, but gosh, Quincy, great move, but didn't finish. Uh, watching this three again. You know what that reminds me of, and it's not quite as the degree of difficulty, but in 89 before the Nick Anderson shot, Jay Edwards from Indiana hit a shot from behind the backboard to tie it up to force Illinois to go win it. So that, not quite as dramatic there, but still a very impressive shot. He just All right, Terrence. Kudos to you. Terrence with the two, it's up and no good. He's wow. not doing what you need an All-American to do. And and to, to me, the simple storyline of this game, Brian, was who's better, Connect or Shannon? That team wins. That's right. No, I agree 100%. I, mean, I think... All things else are fairly equal as far as the talent level on each team. Well, we need Shannon to be Shannon here at these last eight minutes of the game. Yeah, and 18-foot jump shots aren't doing it. And that's all of a sudden a 10-point lead for Tennessee. And now their guys not named Connector getting going. So, I don't know. Uh, this is... You're finding just enough shots to keep this from becoming a major issue. But boy... You are really playing with fire. And you're running out of time. You are. A foul here in Tennessee. That will be their seventh. So you will go to the line. Is that right? That's right. So, yes. A chance for Terrence at the line. How many does Terrence have? Is he still at nine? I think that sounds right. Shannon's got nine. I mean, listen. Like you said, he can't be... He can't be God every game, which he essentially has been. He is Ken Palm's fourth best player. He, I mean, from the field, he's only he's two for eleven from the field today. And Brad's saying it's one and one. It's seven fouls. 
And there's 8.14 to go in the game here. Yes, it is one and one. So, ay, ay, ay. Well, you got to make these. I mean, it, you are, th- this is what it is, Brian. You're at a very low margin for error the rest of the game. It's, it's, you got to play your best eight minutes of the year if you're going to get a win like this. And you probably would have had to anyway. This is all without, <laughs> this is all without connect. I know, too. all without him on the, the ultimate closer, you know. There we go. Free throws up and in for Terrence. And is he, yeah, he's still catching some, he's still on the, the bench. Maybe he'll come in at the under eight. Harmon getting ready to check in. And the second free throw is up and good. So I would assume, who's Harmon coming in for? Goody? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Harmon can hit a three for you here. All right, here comes Connect too. So, ah, boy, here is he go. back out? He's out. Ugh. Terrence on him. Terrence with three fouls. Three on fouls. Him. Something that, to watch. That's right. With eight to go. I mean, is there a, ch- uh, a chance that you just put Rogers on him, who's got plenty oh, of fouls wow. to give? He makes. He does not. Nice board here from Ty Rogers. So, Connect sort of settled there in a way that he has not settled this half. Illinois ball down eight. Quincy. Runs into Coleman. <laughs> reset, reset. Get some space for Terrence to try to cook. He finds Coleman for an open three. Get the three there. is up and no good, but it was a good-looking shot. I mean, I it didn't go in, Brian. I have no problem with that shot. What a pass. What wow. a pass. Damn, damn, damn. 10-point lead for Tennessee. Viscovi. This is going to be tough to overcome. It is. It is. They yeah. have all the momentum. Yep. 19 assists for Tennessee. Now, I will say... Uh, I know that was a storyline after Florida Atlantic where you didn't have many assists either. That wasn't the offense you ran. That can not be a huge that's, issue. That's just not who you are. Oh, my God. Badly missed three from Quincy. Yeah. That, you know what that reminded me of briefly, was last year when you were just, you had guys who were like, ask All right, this, this, is, this, this is, is over. This, this is toast. <laughs> this is going to get out of control here. 12-point lead for Tennessee. You, what you don't want, Brian, is to evaporate the goodwill that you, I think, could build up for most of this game until the last eight minutes. Where, where you look the part, but now you're letting it slip away against a good Tennessee team that has lost three times this year. They're making it really tough on Shannon. I mean, when you take him out of the game, you just see what kind of a different team we are. Um, Damask has been a no-show today yeah, as well. complete no-show. And, and actually a net negative. It's not just a no-show. It's the fact that the turnovers led to four easy points. That's right. I mean, this is a tough stretch of three games here. I mean, for them to come in and expect to win all three of these games is really... Oh, this is gravy. It's yeah, gravy, but you... you know, to me, this would be one of the few like moral victory games where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you lost by five, whatever. Especially since Tennessee beat you last year too. You know, you wanted to come in and get one. Uh, Of course, that was also without Dalton Connect. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, different team Uh, this year. I I still feel pretty good. Even if we, you know, we end up getting blown out here. I I still feel pretty good about these. uh, Definitely the the month of December. Yeah. Uh, You got, listen, you got the non-conference one in your back pocket, which is what you needed. I think that these last eight minutes, what I'm going to watch is, you know, speaking moral victories, is how we close. Do we allow this to become a laugher or do we make it competitive? And you, we are granted the ability to do that without need. We need a win because of what happened the last two games. I think overall this road trip, there's been more positives than negatives. But you do see that this team is highly dependent and it will be all year on what Terrence Shannon does. That's right. That's I, it. This team goes by the way Terrence Shannon goes. I mean, really, that's it. Um, I mean, you're asking him to do an awful lot. I mean, he's arguably been your best defender, too. Um, when was the last time Illinois' best offensive player was also their best <sighs> defender? Ravante Rice? Maybe. Speaking of a man. Yeah, you know, that, like that's, I, he, re- that's right. And I, listen, Iowa's very good defensively, too. 
Though Trent might have been your backcourt stopper. I don't know, but Iowa's great defensively. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think I still would say that, that Frazier was probably your best defender on that team, although Iowa held his own for sure. Um, Alfonso but- Plummer. <laughs> couldn't play a look at defense no. didn't matter when you're shooting 50 <laughs> percent from three right. who cares boy we could sure use him today uh <laughs> andres feliz that's that guy right. man but that, that's just it like it, what i don't want to and i tweeted this and you know some get pissed off but it's like guys well i just don't want to watch too many games and think ah but if this this team is one piece away listen most teams are more than a single piece well away. we said that not having a true point guard was going to come back and bite you at some point and here's the stat on the tv right now i mean 20 to 6 and assists I mean, yeah, this is this is where it comes into play. It matters. It you, matters. You don't have anybody to distribute the ball, and um, it, it it can really come back and hurt you. And this come tournament play is what scares me the most. I see this Viscovi, and we got Moretti, and it's like I want a Viscovi. <laughs> I want that international player, the guy that's. I mean, the fact that he's off their bench. It sounds like Moretti's really getting closer to coming back. I mean, there was some positive. Uh, talk about him this week that there was a chance that he could uh, be coming back here for too long well let's see here I guess he's been there for a while he's got a thousand points at Tennessee I know it interesting okay well this is listen are you gonna win this game probably not can you make it interesting and and gain a little bit of like feel good stuff just get something yeah get something I mean this is probably the best defensive team you'll see all year probably this is going to be out of bounds, Illinois ball. Now we're settling for threes. Now, in fairness, if you're going to come back, you need to make threes. And there's been worse shots than that. This one's going to be off of, they can't review it, but they called it off Tennessee. So, oh, Another opportunity for Illinois. What's your thought on t-shirts under the jersey? I'm not a fan. <laughs> Honestly, never had a, a thought about it uh, before today. That's kind of Coleman's. Uh, <laughs> That's Coleman's he, he'd look. Like, I know. He'd look like a different player if he didn't have yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Let's see them delts, man. 630 to go. 69 to 57. Terrence has a lane here. He finds Quincy. He there dunks you go. it. Now that looked good. Okay. That looked good. There's, that, there's an assist, right? Hey, you know, the beautiful thing about basketball and why I remember going to the Seton Hall game in 01 or 2000 part of the 01, 2000, 2001 season, and we were down 18 and a half. Oh, boy. Uh, no good. Get the board. Jesus, Damask. What are you even doing out there? I, I, Okay, listen. I don't want to be the one to pick at someone that literally scored 33 points. He had a one blockout assignment. He doesn't do it. We get a foul. Now Vescovi's going to go the line. Easy two. What is he even doing out there? If you aren't going to score, that's fine. But when you're 22, 23 years old, the least you can do is the basic rebounding block out the guy so he doesn't go to the line for two. That's the kind of like the things that we hadn't seen the last four or five games, not just from Damask, but from the team in general that made you feel good. Sure. I want to see things that make me feel like, oh, God, we're slipping. Now he does miss the free throw. That's as frustrated as I've got today. <laughs> and I think we'll get. But well, come on. You know, it's, it's warranted. I mean, that's the, the guy, basic stuff. That, that's right. All right. Well, a chance to be with your senior. Southern. Yeah. Or at least a, a true senior. I don't know if he had a redshirt year at Southern. All right. So this is Terrence who finds Goody for a three. It's no good. Boy, he's Coleman. Ah, oh, man. Who boy. 10 point lead. I mean, that's not a bad shot, but I still think with this much time left, you can attack the rim that's and try to get an and one. They're really closing off the Whoa. Lane. Oh, my God. That guy's going to call that from back there when Coleman got all ball. That's really frustrating. That's a bad call. So anyone in the chat thread that is pissed off about officiating, that is 
a good example of that. Let's see the replay. Maybe maybe he got his wrist. Oh, that was that's a ball. That, that looked like all and ball. And it's to the me. guy behind calling it that wouldn't have been able to tell if it was all ball or not. That's so frustrating. The anticipatory calls just drive you nuts. But like you said, it seemed to, those kind of calls were going Illinois' way in the first half. They were. Yeah, he misses right. it. Okay, so can you get it two possessions is that at the under on, four? Is that three on Coleman, or is that still just two for him? At That's most two. three. That's two. Okay. So yeah, just about everybody's rolling with two. Shannon's got three. Goody's got two off the bench. Everyone else has two. Here is your goal. It's are, a little bit lofty. Are we going to see Dane in the second half? No. I don't no, think so. No. Can you get a two possessions under four? Can you get the two possessions under the four timeout? And that's a lot. You're going to need a couple buckets and a couple stops. I mean, that you, that's three possessions. That's it, unless you get you're a. Need three, you're going to need to have three uh, stops in the next minute and a half. Yeah. Boy, that's a lot. <laughs> and Tennessee will now start doing the thing where they can milk the clock. This is Damas for three. Oh, a little hesitation there. That didn't look like came off no. very good. Terrible, man. I just shoot the damn ball. Well, you're wide open. And don't get now. Now it's like don't get in your head, okay? You aren't going to get thirty-three every night, but you don't need to get thirty-three every night. Ten would have done. Ten would have done today. And this is connect. Oh God, up and no good and no foul. Good great, job by Coleman great staying defense, in front. Great defense. Here's Quincy. Oh boy, kind of a dead man's. There we go. Gets it over to Goody. Can Terrence touch the ball? Yeah, there we go. Just take it. The three. It blocked. It's blocked. Unbelievable. Terrence, dude. Mm, boy, this is a little more frustrating than I thought, Brian. I mean, they just... They Ending just, with a whimper. They just look all out of sorts yep. in this second half. Which is not what you want. You just didn't need to see that. That's right. right. If, if you go down five, six points at Tennessee, that is fine. Don't go out with a whimper. And it feels like that's what's happening. There you go. Finish. Terrence right. finishes. A steal okay. and a finish. So it's a nine-point game. So three with four to go. game. <sighs> just I don't know. Do they make it interesting here? Four oh six to go, and what do we got? Is that a timeout for Tennessee? Yeah, timeout for Tennessee. Just making sure nothing gets too crazy here. Yeah, well, okay. On the frustrated meter on a one to ten scale, where are you at? Considering the context that you won the last about, two games, uh, about a six. I okay. mean, I'm still taking into context we're on the road. This yep. is a th- tough three game stretch against a really good defensive team. Um, Dalton Connect. I mean, he's an All American. Though he has been quiet the last five minutes. It's really been the supporting cast that's kept prolonged this lead for them, surprisingly. That's right. Um, so, you know, I mean, sure, I'm frustrated. Some of the officiating is frustrating. But, you know, I, I didn't come into today expecting a win. I really, you know, I knew we were capable of winning this game. Um, you know, we're we're making it somewhat respectable for the most part. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. I Like you said, I'm kind of curious to see how they finish in this. But, uh you know, I'm at a six, probably. I'd say a six is accurate. There's been a couple individual plays where I'm like, oh, don't do that. Like, that's the one thing the old team should not do. It's something that I would have seen from last year. But the unfortunate thing, I think, is that with last year happening the way it did, anytime this team has a brain fart, it'll be like, no, don't do the last year thing. Listen, teams should have, and they will, make brain farts. That's That's going to happen no matter how old they are. I do think, too, that no matter how old you are, you know, this is a team that we just could not outsize. This is a team that we couldn't out-athletic. 
I don't know if you out athletic it athletic it if that's it's not even a word FAU, but you did have a size advantage that allowed Damas to cook. Sure. And that allowed Terrence Shannon to cook. You didn't have that today. That's right. And you know, they don't have the true center though that FAU had in Vlad Golden. I true. Mean, that guy was a difference maker. <laughs> and and you you're not gonna see too many of those guys this year. I mean, with the exception of Zach Eady and um and I guess Cliff Amori, who I thought was gonna be much more impactful for Rutgers, but um you know, we're not as big as these guys. You know, we're we may be as tall, but we're physically these guys are they all look like Terrence Shannon out there. Adam Fletcher is really good at his job, but there are a few matchups every year where you're reminded there's a lot of really strong college basketball players. <laughs> That's right. And there's there's certain games that you watch, and it's like, I want that guy. Like, you're at a toy store. It's like, I want that one. Sure. And and that's even with a guy like a Quincy Guerrier, who he looks the part. But, man, there's just some mean-looking dudes on other teams. Like, I want a mean guy, you know? Sure. Who is our mean guy? Quincy's too nice to be mean. I mean, you'd have to say Ty Rogers, probably. I yeah. guess. But, you know, the the and as much as I like Ty, that is one thing that... I think we need to decide, okay, what's the role? I, I mean, and I'm not even going to ask him to do that. He's a sophomore. But what are we really expecting him to do? Because offensively, there's nothing. Defensively, there is something. Rebounding, there's something. That's a guy that's really good for 15 minutes a game. I just don't know if you can do the 22-25. Well, just think about what this roster could look like next year. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's yeah. we'll be active in the portal, of course. Um, it's and, scary know, though. You know, you've got some freshmen that aren't getting a lot of minutes. What does that look like in today's college basketball? I mean, are they going to look for other opportunities where they're going to be the guy? I mean, it's really going to be interesting. I mean, I know not to go into next year. I mean, we've got a lot of basketball to play. This is still a really good Illinois team. I've got a lot of hope. Uh, for for the season that this is a team that potentially could break the curse and going to the second weekend in the NCAA tournament, they certainly have the talent to do so. But um, this point, this lack of point guard thing, is really starting to show itself today. For and, and sure, I, it's it's one of those Brian. Like I don't want to be uber repetitive, but it's just, it's like the turd in the punch bowl. We know it's there. It's not that you can't overcome it. It's not that. It's just that. It's a fairly large thing to overcome. And you mentioned next year. I mean, the way that this is set up, yeah, it's going to be a completely different looking team next year. This was a one-year kind of proposition when you got Coleman and Terrence to come back. It was like, well, let's just see what these guys can do, and maybe you can break that, as you said, curse of getting to the second weekend. And I think they can, but it is, like always, going to be contingent on the matchups. But no doubt, part of my concern, and I guess you could say disgruntled, again, they're anticipating a foul. Part of my concern and somewhat disgruntled thing with Underwood going into this year was, okay, this is the roster you assembled for a one-off deal. And while there's some good stuff there, there's just a glaring enough weakness to make me think, wow, all off-season to get that one, that one thing, you know? Maybe maybe if we had Moretti, things would, would look a little different. Although defensively, I think he that still would is wanting. a liability yeah. there. Um, I, I am excited to see him get back out there and I don't think there's any need to redshirt or I mean listen the way college basketball is I don't think red shirts are there's even a I point mean, Moret- anymore Moretti might be your starting point guard next year I mean there's a <laughs> realistic possibility oh that that man I mean you know anything's possible with the portal but I mean he might come in as your as your number one option of point guard yeah Quincy gets fouled here going the line Lauren just said ouch but Lauren if you could let me know what the ouch is for because the thing is we are a little bit behind I believe 336 in the game I got the Hulu live Quincy going to the line here. He's got 17. 
He's two for three from the line today. 46% in the year. I know he hasn't shot many, but geez. You know, this is another game too, Brian, where he makes the first. Got every bit of the rim, but he made it. Where you needed a guy off the bench to have a good game. And I don't think you got any of that. You didn't have the the efficiency. offense. You had four points from Harmon, but he scored 17 in the previous two. He misses the second and wasn't even close. Luke Goody was bad other than rebounding. He was. And you, you just didn't have that other guy. I mean, who's had the best game for Illinois? Yeah. I think that's 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 where you know you've lost the game because I can't answer that. Well, it's it's clearly been Shannon, but um, I mean, point wise, and Gary A was a huge bright spot in the first half. Well, how but, many does Shannon have right now? So Shannon's at thirteen. Gary A's at seventeen, but he had twelve of those in the first half. So um, Hawkins has got twelve. Hmm. What's the field goal percentage for Illinois? Doesn't feel good in the last 32%. 32%. 30, 32 to 44. 44 for Tennessee. Jesus. So, yeah, that ain't going to work. But we've shot 35 three pointers. We're nine for 35, 25% from three nice. today. Yeah. And, you know, and we're getting out rebounded. So, well, that's that's a 10 point loss. <laughs> that, that's it. Right against there. a good team. Against, against a, a good team. team with, but... with 20, 20 assists to our eight. Yeah. I mean, they're sharing the ball well. And that's the problem for us is that. We just we don't move around enough. I mean, you've you've got Shannon just trying to drive seemingly every time. I mean, he's leading the team in assists. Uh, I don't know about today, but for the season he is. I know. Um, yeah, boy, oh boy, eleven point game, three twenty three to go. So I guess listen, the, the rest of this game is it's probably not going to end well. It would take a miracle, and Tennessee is is a good team. So let's start with the obvious. I mean, nobody's moving around. No, no. Gary A trying to do it all, but. This is like I, I came from my my first grade son's basketball. Game You're like today. move, and we're all out there yelling, "Move, get open, move around, help him out, somebody move!" And, and that's what we see right here. Uh, hey, we need to check that little uh, flop here on Viscovi there. Oh no, he actually got hit in the face. Never mind. <laughs> Whoa! Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, Okay, Gary A at the line. It's up. So Gary, so Gary A's been that guy. You talk about yeah, he's your second yeah. best player, or even you know the guy who's had the best game, and it's that's Gary A today. I mean, he's eighteen. So overall, this will be a loss on the road to a really good Tennessee team. It will not hurt you come Selection Sunday. It won't obviously hurt you in the Big Ten, and it probably won't hurt you in the AP rankings where you got the FAU win, and you'll probably even move up a spot or two. And Tennessee will probably move up a spot or two as well. So all in all, it was a productive road trip. Um, and, you know, there is the value in learning. Ah, oh, he falls almost got the steal. There is the value in learning early, right? And getting a loss like this, 10-second violation, not dead yet with 3.04 to go. Hey, you hit a three here. We'll see what happens, right? <laughs> we're doing this? The, the, are we going to do this? The, we are. The, we're, we're fake rallying. Here we go. And they did get a 10-second violation on them. So, well done. Right? Well, they can't review it anyway. So, if they call the 10 seconds, it's going to stick. Oh, well, we got a break there. I, hey, listen, for those that think the, the calls haven't been in Illinois' favor, I don't know, man. I think it's been fine. It's I've seen I've seen worse screw jobs by the ref. <laughs> I I don't think I think if anything, when you just look at the box score, you can pinpoint why are you losing by nine? Well, duh. Hey, it's all right there. It's pretty obvious today. They just flashed it up there, but only eight turnovers today. It kind of feels like it's uh, it's been more than that. But because I mean, in a way, aren't bad shots. It's just they we're not, feel we're, like a turnover. We're, we're not, yeah, we're not hitting our shots, and that's been the difference in the game. Damask, one more chance to do the booty ball. Uh, 
little hesitation again there. But. Yeah. Now he will go with the line to shoot two. Foul on Ziegler. And only eight seconds went off the clock, or ten seconds went off the clock there. So listen, uh, you know, like you said, if you get to six, then we got something. And Damascus will play better than that. You know, we had a chat. I need to ask you this because in our chat thread, I posited that I think Damascus is actually really good. I think he can be a 15-point-a-game guy. Of course, not 33. We all knew that. But I do think he could be 15 points a game. Tonight, he was bad. Do you think that he is going to be... Well, give give me your expectation in terms of averages. Points per game. I think the expectation coming into the season was probably right around 12 to 15 a game. He's at 12 a game right now. That 33-point outlier uh, against FAU kind of you know increased his averages a little bit. But that, that was my expectation that he's going to be your second-leading scorer coming into the season. But I, I didn't feel like he had to be. I mean, I kind of had the expectation that Coleman might be you know kind of battling him out there. But Coleman's not even in the top four or five scores on the team right now. No, I don't, I and the injury hurt, but yeah. That's right. Um so yeah, I mean the expectation was probably twelve to fifteen, and and you know what he he should be your second leading scorer. He's got size. He's got a good shot. Uh, and again, I think what you did against FAU offensively, and what I mean, we saw it for about eight minutes today too. You know, about eight, maybe ten of the forty minutes of game time. I think that can be replicated against many of your opponents and even good opponents because FAU is a good team, albeit not in a good conference. Seven-point game here. But in the Big Ten, I do think it translates well. The question just becomes, as it so often will for Underwood until he does it, do you get the matchups needed in March? And one way you can do that, Brian, is by getting like a four seed, a five seed, which this team would still be on track to do, and just avoiding an 8-9 or a 7-10. You don't want that. You don't want to have to play... Uh, you know, a one or two seed potentially in the second round. And that's why last year grew so frustrating because you're like, guys, you're staring down the barrel of having to play a one seed in the second round. And sure enough that they would have beat Arkansas. That's exactly what would have happened. But they do have a team that's good enough in a four, five situation to get out of that pod in the first weekend. It's all about matchups in the tournament. And I'm trying not to think that far ahead, but uh, without having point guard, um, it, I, I just when was the last time a team without a true point guard really made it deep into the tournament? I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I can't I think of one. Th- that's a tough, tough question. I know, but a really late block call. I mean, listen, that right there oh, is because watch how late this he calls the whistle. Who was that on? They call on Gary A. I think like three seconds late. It's just terrible. And Jay, I will agree. No charge. That these us are trash. I mean, the the shoulder came down, and it doesn't matter if Gary A is moving. If the shoulder comes down and that initiates the contact, that's a charge. I thought. Yeah. Hell if I know. I honestly would love to see basketball without the charge, and just see what effect that would have on the game. Sure, things could get a little out of hand. They though. could get a little out of hand. It's a little XFL, but I I'm just curious. What would that be like? There's just too many occasions where it could go either way and yeah. you have to call it one way or the other and I that's the part that I think really bothers me so Luke Goody coming in you know maybe a little spark off the bench I mean he he hasn't played well today I don't know what is he about one for four one for five yeah does he have two? two two for five he does he has two okay but the ones he's missed of whoa I don't know where yeah. they went but that, yeah he did make one that I remember we were down 
10 or 11 and he made a three. It was like, remember that in case we come back. Well, we haven't quite done that. Here's Damask, well, a little booty ball. One for six today. Coming into this game, I think he was 45% on the season. And Damask just couldn't put it away. And they call another foul on Garrier. He hardly touched him. Uh, is that five? I think that's three. Oh, so he doesn't have that no, many. That's okay. Four, that's, that's four, four on Quincy, yeah. So he has four. <sighs> Coleman has three. Shannon has three. I mean, you don't. there's not enough time left in the game. For that nah, nah. Gary has 20 points. Yeah, I can't ask for much more from him. Well, as we'll start wrapping things up here with 210 to go. Tennessee will put this thing on ice. I mean, the difference in this game is Terrence Shannon going three for 13 from the field. Yeah, today. that's it. Your All-American was not an All-American. They're all American was, but you know, he's been quiet the second half, although he does have 21 points and, and he got the 13 just like that. Boom. Mm -hmm. He got He got his 13 points to put them up seven, eight points. And then they never look back. And then he saw that Tennessee actually has a pretty good supporting cast as well. All right. Well, as we start putting a bow on this game, frustrating for sure. And, and unfortunately what I thought after the first half was just going to be highly competitive. Move around. Yeah. What I thought was going to be highly competitive throughout was not. Um, and, we got a little hot potato here on the perimeter. They're going to find Coleman for a three. And it's no good. It's off. That's, that's, that's it. a push off. Yeah. That's a push off on uh, Connect. Yeah. Of course, this guy comes from Northern Colorado. And he's, you know, what's funny is if you are FAU and you check the box score, you see Damask scored two points. And you're thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Four. That's four, 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 sorry. Yeah, he has four. That's one, basketball, One man. field goal. He's one for 10 from the field. One field. for 10. And these have not been, the degree of difficulty in some of these shots, not that crazy. Hey, Illinois is up to 31%. No, wait. Are they, they're, yeah, they're 31% from the field. 25% from three today. Nine of 36. All right. Here's Terrence at the line. He'll get two. Here's another thing. and ugh, I do this soapbox every now and then. It's 11, or it's 120. This game has been two hours and 20 freaking minutes. It's college basketball. Right. What are we doing here? That's right. Remember, like, I mean, college football, I understand I'm spending four hours in the stadium, and that's just kind of what it is, which is... So we've had 14 fouls in the second half. Is that right? Uh, sounds right. And I know, of course, that's part of the reason the game has slowed down. I just don't think the game was that much more physical this half than the previous half. Unbelievable. 14 fouls in the second half. All right, Somebody so they're going to call a timeout on Tennessee here. Jesus. Well, if you're cool to hang out for another 10 minutes, we'll probably. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, sounds good. So coming up for Illinois, we got Colgate, Missouri, and Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, I like the week off. I like the week off before Colgate. I am not. I, to me, I understand that's the signature trap game, but that would be a trap game if Illinois had actually shown in the last few years that they care about the Missouri game, which I don't know if they do. But if here's the deal. If you win the next three... It's great. I mean, For that's, sure. That's a really good non-conference. For sure. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, you were a little bit worried that you weren't going to win any of these really yeah. tougher opponent games. But um, you finish off, you beat Missouri, uh, you do what you're supposed to do against Colgate, Fairleigh Dickinson. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good going into Big Ten play. Northwestern's no slouch, and that kind of pisses me off a little bit. Oh, uh, it's the you know, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to get into Big Ten play. I, I really look forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun Fun year. There's going to be a lot of parity in the league this year. Um, you know, at the top, I think we all expect Purdue to run away with it, but anything's possible. And here's um, the thing. Despite what happened to Fort Atlantic and, oh, we're playing really well, I have no designs on the Big Ten Championship. I don't. Like, similar to Illinois football, I didn't care about Indy. 
it's like, okay, win seven games, win eight, have a good follow-up. Of course, they didn't. With this team, I don't need a Big Ten title. I just finish second or third. That's going to get you a four-seed, five-seed in the NCAA tournament, and that's what it's all about. That's right. So I, I, I will not be watching each Big Ten game thinking, guys, if you don't win this, you're going to blow your opportunity. To win. I, I don't have that in, even in the back of my mind. It would take maybe a, a win at Purdue or something to be like, oh, whoa, whoa. Sure. Interesting. Purdue's going to drop another game or two yeah, that, yeah. that nobody expects them to drop. And I just cannot envision Michigan State being this bad. I mean, they're going to do nothing but get better, I would think. Hmm. we got to stop. Terrence taking it up, and he will go the line for two. Hey, that stops the clock, right? Stops the clock. Chance to get it within seven. <laughs> oh, my God. And then are we going to start fouling if it's – I think you try to get one more st- – I don't know, man. I mean, this game could go forever, technically. You know, there's this thing that they did in that – basketball tournament that started over covid there's some rule that when you get to a certain total point mark it's like the next team to score 10 points wins do you remember that tournament that happened over the covid summer sure i forget what the name of the rule is called and if anyone in the chat one remembers it's what it does is it eliminates the free throw shooting contest that happened at the end of mini games it removes the time element and tells the team that's leading all you got to do to wrap up this win is score this many more points we would never see that implemented but the these sort of free throw shooting fests are just uh, man, it's it's hard, especially when you know that you're really out of this game. But still, I mean, it, you know, you make it respectable. You you lose this game by six points. It feels a lot different than if you lose by twelve. Yeah, yeah, and that's Ken Palm had as a five point or six point loss. And as Jacob said, the Elam rule, the Elam rule, and it's from the basketball tournament, the TBT. All right, so oh, tried to go for the steal. They didn't quite get it. Coleman trying to get the steal from Connect. Now you might as well just. Yeah, let, I don't know. Go. What do you got? One ten to go. Yeah, just try to get a stop. I we do we really need to foul them? They do foul. So the little man Ziegler is going to go to the line, and it's weird because on a team full of six seven guys, here's this five nine point guard who's tough. So how many free throws? I think that's the question that I really want to know. How many free throws? And they, we're making them. They, they, they well they've shot. They've shot a lot too. Yeah. So they're nineteen for twenty six, seventy three percent. We're twenty one for twenty five. So we wow. it's really been evenly matched at the free throw line, which is really surprising. Twenty one for twenty five. Yeah. That is a bright spot. That sure is. Eighty four percent from the line today. Hmm. But then thirty one percent from the field. Well, that won't do it. Eight point lead for Tennessee. Sorry, one oh six to go here and uh, Ty Rogers doesn't have a shot attempt today, I, which yeah. I suppose isn't surprising. We had this thing when Grandison was getting started. We called him Jacob Standison because he was basically running and standing. That, that's what he was doing. Now, I think the tie does a little bit more in terms oh, of defense. Quincy taking it, in and he makes it. That's Seven-point lead and the last Illinois timeout. Let's let's put it out there that uh, Quincy Garrier is the uh, game-high scorer. even For everybody. For everybody. Yeah, what, 22? That's right, 22. Connects got 21. Yeah. Another. I like what he's been doing the, these last couple of games. Gary, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he's too. really active on the glass. You know that wrist injury really seemed to be bothering him earlier this year. Yep. maybe was impacting his his three point percentage, but um, he he's been a bright spot for me. Uh, I mean, Marcus Damas going one from ten, one for ten from the field. Shannon going three for thirteen. I mean, that's the game right there. Yep, that's just it. That's it. That's the game. This is from Ryan, and Ryan, if you could help me out with this, so. He says it'd be nice to prevent Tennessee from getting a 10-point quad one win. And I know that the quads do factor in margin of victory. 
Ryan, do they factor in margin of defeat? Like, do we want to make sure that we don't lose by 10 or more? It's it's all percentage points. I and think stuff, that but... impacts the Ken Palm, right? It impacts the net rankings for okay. sure. Okay. okay. Ken Palm factors in every I mean, it's that's so many metrics, and I don't even know really how he figures that out. That's right. But and right now he has Illinois 14 and he has Tennessee 9. I have metric overload, I think, uh, <laughs> most of the season. It's really hard to tell. Just win your games. And I do think that, I, listen, even with today, I could sit here and say, yeah, I think Tennessee's probably the ninth best team in the country. I, I could see that. They look like a three seed, don't they? Sure. And Illinois, to me, looks like a four seed that will have a hard time against the Sweet 16 team, but you hope can get there. This Tennessee team, though, they gave up, didn't they give up 100 to North Carolina? They did. And that was a game where that pace that we saw in the first five minutes of this game persisted. I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, Illinois' defense, I don't know if it's going to take that much of a hit in Ken Palm. They gave up 89 to Florida Atlantic. They're going to give up 80 plus to Tennessee. Okay. Um, are you worried about the defense? I haven't even thought about that. No, not really. Not really. Um, I, I was really hopeful that you were going to make teams adapt to your style of play. It kind of seems like it, as good as we played coming into this game that we've kind of been adapting more to the style of play of the of the opponent. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what our identity is still. I mean, other than give the ball to Terrence and let him bully his oh, way. Oh, Coleman rim. got the steal. Up and oh, good. Well, oh, boy. Five-point game. 54.4. Here we go. Are we about to see history, Brian? Could you imagine? <laughs> like, just for a second. Just like, you know, hypothetically. Uh, Damascus. Oh, I don't, get him. I, I don't think so. 25. Oh, get him. They might get a two. They, oh, they were so close to a 10-second violation, but they finally get the foul. Okay. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be bananas if they did? But now there's a lot of people in Vegas that are sweating this out. Because I believe the spread was six and a half coming in. That's it might have right. moved up a little bit. Coleman very uh, aware defensively. So this is going to be Ziggler again. He made his last two. All right, come on. Just miss one so it's technically a two-possession game. Just miss one so it's interesting. First one's, yuck, of course, it's good. What You might have already said, but what's their free throw shooting percentage? Uh, I think they were at... 74% or 84%. Let me just confirm that. Because we're 21 for 25. 75%. They're 21 for 28. We're at 20, We're at 85%. 23 for 27. Wow. So the free throw has been really even. Yeah. Ah, he makes both. And, I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, gosh, that was the thing coming into this season that you were really nervous about was uh, how are you going to shoot the oh, off, Terrence. off his foot? Boy, that's a game to forget. Well, Illinois is going to lose this game. The miracle comeback isn't going to happen. I mean, he wasn't, he had a lane there to get past him. That's just uncharacteristically bad from Terrence. And a week off is probably what this team could use. They got some things to work on. They are a unfinished product, but they will fall at Tennessee, presumably, though we might still be here for another three, <laughs> another three minutes. Unless you get a steal and a three. Yeah, you could. You could. 125. Oh, my God. It's 130. 130. Okay, my watch is slow. Don't. Well, I mean, no, my clock's a little... Sorry, my computer's a little fast. It's about 125. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not that I don't enjoy hanging out with you. Don't. It's, it's nothing personal. It's like, Jesus, these games go forever. <laughs> God. Hey, you know what, though? Like we said, you know, they made it respectable at the end. This yeah. was going to be, this was a tough environment. I mean, we have the volume down on the TV. It's hard to say what the, what the volume level is like, you know, there, home game yeah. to them. Um, if this were here and we were up nine, it could go for three hours. I wouldn't really care, you know. 
So this is pretty much it. You either get a steal and a quick shot. No timeouts left. Really, it's just Vegas that is probably interested in the margin here. And keeping it under 10 would be nice. I would have to think that if you... Ah, God, if you don't get a steal, do you foul again? I I don't know. Just let it be. They're going to foul. No, they're not. Eh, okay. Now, let's. Here, here's the thing. You're down nine with 30 to go. Even if you make a shot, let Tennessee just dribble it out. Terrence makes it and, and one. <laughs> Chance to make it a two possession game, right? Right? <laughs> if you make the free throw, two possession game. And now that means you're going to foul again. If he makes it, you're going to foul because it's a two possession game. Yeah, we need the Elam rule, man. I need to read up on that. It's a tough shot. I mean, that's what you wanted to see out of him earlier. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like I, I know that's a great defense, but Terrence didn't have whatever it is from the start. Ten for ten from the line. Well, today. that'll do, and that's still something. I mean, when his bad game is nineteen, and some of these have been, I don't want to say garbage points, but points late where you're just trading free throws. But he's well, making them. Well, here he comes, about to hit twenty. He hit twenty. Jeez Louise. We'll probably still be in Ken Palm's top five players after this. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, quick foul. Way to go, DGL. <laughs> what do you think about him? I don't, I don't know what this you know, is. Like I mean, project. I, I know. Well, that, that may be so. I'm, I'm really more worried about, you know, what his demeanor's like off the court and really what's going through his head. Yeah, because that um, seemed like the recruitment process there seemed a little, okay. That's right. And, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We got him. We got Ty Rogers. We got Sincere Harris. Who can shoot? Moretti. Who's going to shoot next year? Are you... I mean, are you confident that these guys are all going to be back next year? Uh, I, I think sincere, truly, yes, I do. I think that that's, that's a legit red shirt, which is very rare nowadays. But in Ty, I would assume, and DGL won't have enough tape to say, I mean, he could go to a smaller school well, and be let, the starting point. Let, let's just not assume any transfers. We know that there will be transfers. I mean, you're going to theoretically bring in four or five transfers, but right. who's your leading scorer next year? Is it Luke Goody? Is He's not on the danger? team. He's not on the team. Whoever it is is not on the team, I don't right. think. So that's what's going to make it a really consequential offseason. And they all are now. I mean, but it just seems like uh, he wow. makes it. Terrence makes it a five-point game, and Illinois is going to try to pressure. He's the, now he's the game-leading scorer. Yep, with 15 to go. They're going to call a foul, even though the Tennessee guy just fell over. But uh, 14.9 to go. It's just a question. Hey, you will not lose by double digits. That's good. It's for the net ranking, we would assume. I don't know. There's still 14 seconds left. That could be five more minutes. In real time, probably so. You see, we're really just hanging on for the... Whoa, whoa, He just fell over. He just fell down. He just fell over. Of course, he's going to make both. Oh, my God. Sorry, I know this is the most compelling podcasting. We're just trying to to get the end here. We're we're sticking it out. We're going to get to the end of this game. And it's up, and a little turd made both of them. Well, Illinois will lose this game... 86 to 79. There we go. Vegas knows six and a half point spread. Illinois loses by seven. Have I seen worse losses? Yes. Did the second half leave you wanting? Absolutely. Sure. Um, you know, like I said, it, you're disappointed, 
but the outcome was what kind of we maybe all expected. Um, tough three-game road stretch. I mean, just thank goodness you beat FAU. Imagine if you'd have lost that game, you'd lose this game, and really you're only three tests of the season. You've lost two out of three of those. You have. Uh, we aren't we aren't counting Kansas in the the non-conference, though I. I think Kansas is struggling to figure out who they are relative to what Kansas normally is. But listen, you played Kansas in the preseason, you played Marquette, you played FAU, and now you played Tennessee. I think that we could say that you have looked good for maybe, let's call it about half of those minutes. And and I'll throw the Kansas game in there. I actually thought you outplayed them for most of that game. Sure. So overall, you know, for what I thought this team was going to be, which I was pretty low on this team coming in as far as I knew the floor was high, but I thought the ceiling was low. I think the ceiling's a little bit higher than I thought. But today was a reminder that even a guy like Damas that can drop 33 in a game, when push comes to shove against a really good NCAA tournament team, I can't count on him. And I probably even, no matter what happens in the next three months, I probably won't be able to. He is still a guy that it's not any offense to him, but he was a Southern Illinois guy for three years. Sure. He's not always going to be that high major stud. Some nights he will be. Terrence is going to have to be. And I think really the big takeaway, if Terrence is great, you can beat anybody. If Terrence is not great, it will be a struggle against good teams like a Tennessee. That's right. No, I agree 100%. And, uh, you know, I'll be curious to see how Danger factors in going into Big Ten. I don't know. I I guess it's all matchup dependent, but it seems like most matchups now, he's not getting a lot of tick. That's right. I mean, all the with the exception of Luke Goody and Justin Harmon, I mean, what does the demeanor, what does that look like for the remaining guys on the bench? I Short mean, rotation. That's right. Because you aren't going to get a lot of DGL, and, because you would have already if you were, and Moretti is, I, I think at this point, I don't know how you really bring him back for Big Ten play and expect much. But Illinois loses today by seven points. Brian, I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, happy to be here. This is a lot of fun. We'll do it again. Hopefully we have a little bit, like you said, a little (laughs) bit more compelling uh, uh, ending to a game, um, you know, moving forward. But I think things are going to get better. Like I said, I'm excited for the Big Ten play. I'm looking forward to that. Went out in December, and that's a pretty good start to the year. Yeah. By any measure. So, hey. Hey, beat Missouri. Oh, my God. Well, we will touch that when we get there. And uh, I... I think we will. I don't think they're very good, but they haven't been good in the last few years, and they still kick your not just beat you, but sometimes kick your butt. I think this Illinois team is old enough and wise enough that they should get it done. Don't overlook Colgate beat Missouri. I'm feeling good. They did. Oh, oh, you. Oh, sorry. I thought I read, read that as Colgate beat Missouri. No, no. Don't overlook Colgate. Yes, beat Missouri, and I'm feeling pretty good. I agree. Those early Sunday games or early weekend games at State Farm never feel right because the crowd's never really into it. And that is one that I understand why people think that's a trap game. But exactly right. Don't overlook them. Beat Missouri. And then you're feeling great going into Christmas. And that, to me, would be mission accomplished for this Illinois team. Agreed. 100%. All right. So for Brian Hansen, I'm Mike Carpenter. For the 200 level, thank you to DP Doe. Thank you to Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. State Farm Agent Brian Hansen. And, of course, Owen Builders, LLC. Uh, support the podcast by supporting our sponsors. And thanks to Champagne Showers Podcast Network. I'll be back midweek to do a podcast kind of wrapping up this three-game trip and looking ahead to Colgate and Missouri. Thanks for tuning on the YouTube feed, and we'll see you all soon. It is the 200 level.